You're listening to Seeing the Sequel, the movie podcast about sequels to films that were never made, probably for good reason. This week, we are talking about the 1995 American high school classic, Clueless, directed by Amy Heckling, starring Alicia Silverstone, Stacey Dash and Brittany Murphy. And, as ever, alongside me, three men who I'm totally butt-crazy in love with, I've got Al, I've got Joe, and I've got John. Welcome back, guys. In this episode, we are talking about Clueless, and this has come in as a request from Instagram. So, Olivia, thanks for that. No doubt by the end of it, we're going to butcher one of your favourite films, and you'll never talk to us again. It's kind of how we like it. As uh, regular listeners will know, we have got 30 minutes to come up with a viable sequel, talk about cast, talk about direction, talk about how the hell we're going to do it, and it's going to end up in a pitch where it could be hit or miss. Nevertheless, let's dive straight into it. We've all seen uh, Clueless recently, leading up to this. So, uh, Joe Palmer, what are your thoughts on Clueless? Big fan. Big fan. Um, I actually started re-watching it um, in preparation for this, and I thought, I don't, I don't need to re-watch this. I've seen it like a hundred times, um, and it's still great. It's, maybe it's dated a little bit in the first five minutes, but once you adjust... Uh, you, you're back in and I absolutely love it. It's funny. It's clever. Um, yeah, you know, not much more to say except like Amy Heckling, huge fan. Uh, so this was off the back of fast times at Ridgemont high, which I also adore. Um, she's, she's made some great films. Yeah. Nice one, man. Al. Yeah, she has made some good films, hasn't she? I like Look Who's Talking. I always like Look Who's Talking. That was um, a big film, wasn't it? That was a yeah. huge film. And like when I was, I remember when you were growing up as a kid, it was just sort of quite, um, I don't know, there was a novelty to it, wasn't there? I suppose so you liked it. Look, I'm what, actually, Talking Baby? I'm actually, quite yeah, novel, yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to be honest here. I don't, I just don't know whether I get clueless. Like, I'd seen it in the 90s. I've watched it maybe a few times since, and I've watched it again. Um, obviously preparing for this. And again, I just didn't love it. I don't find it very funny, particularly. Um, I like what I like, like I always remembered like, you know, the, 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 the computer selecting the outfit and um, you know, the nose jobs in the high school and stuff like that. I like the Beverly Hills element of it. And I like the fact that she is clueless and she hasn't got a, you know, a head in reality at all, but she has a, a really nice and a good heart, you know? Um, But yeah, as high school movies, I get why it's a cult film. The style, like, it has dated brilliantly in a way. It's so nineties. Yeah, but I just, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not too hot on it. I don't get it. No, mm. right, man, John. Uh, well, that's shocking, wasn't it? Because it's, <laughs> it's, um, I think it's brilliant as well. Like, I think it's brilliant. Like, like the costume design, like, yeah, like the, like the look of it out, like the costume design alone it's is worth, yeah, is worth watching the whole thing for. Like the fashion in it and like how sort of over the top it is, but also how on point, like how it's satirizing, like you can see where, like, you know, all the, all the origins of those clothes are, like you recognize all of those. It's just taken up to this like beautiful sort of, you know, crazy level. Um, and yeah, it does have a real heart. Like obviously it's based on Jane Austen, Emma, uh, Jane, Jane Austen's Emma. Um, so it's got all of that stuff, you know, social class determining your life and narrowing your horizons and the sort of virginity sort of complex and tension and controlling 
uh, what you can control is more important than the actual reality, all of that stuff. It's probably um, the best. It's probably the best, actually, on that point, the best adaptation of Emma that there is. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought like, you really liked the Paltrow one, Joe. I do like the Gwyneth Paltrow one, yeah. Uh, like, I, I think... Well, but, I think what... Um, what Clueless does, like, it brings all of that stuff in, but it's not stuffy at the same time, like, at all. Like, you don't have to, uh, like, the, the film can be enjoyed on, on more than one, on more than one level in that. And like, uh, I don't know, like, watching it, I haven't seen it for ages, but I don't know, it made me feel like a, made me feel like a teenage girl again, basically, watching it. It was great. <laughs> and and uh, who can argue with that? Yeah, I can echo that. It does impact on many levels. It doesn't take itself too seriously. There is a solid underlying message. You are looking at the irony of the piece. It's quite amazing just how catchphrases and the world has dated and yet, in many ways, the world hasn't dated. Like, if you made this film now, and I, and I hear that there's a, a sequel that's being mooted uh, by Paramount, I, I can absolutely see how you can just quite neatly slot this into the current environment of today. Also, I've got to give a shout-out to Wallace Shawn. I heard that voice, and I was like, Rex, <laughs> Toy Story, you know? <laughs> brilliant uh but no I, I think it really it really really stands up and i just i just love it for what it is and I, i'm just glad that it exists i get what i, I get i get all these like, i do agree with you john obviously there you know there is an achievement level on you know um on production design and costume design and i understand the irony of it and um i i i respect it for that as a piece of work and as a time capsule of like perfectly pitched right in the middle of the 90s 1995 I totally get it. And outstanding lead. Like she is fantastic in it. I think. Yeah. I think that's a point to make actually, because Brittany Murphy and Alicia Silverstone were only 18 and 19 when they made this movie, which is just like the, the quality level of the acting, like the, the way that they get the jokes, even though it's their generation that the jokes are being made of, like they get the joke, like they get, they get everything. Like the acting for such young girls is just absolutely ridiculous. I actually think uh, Silverstone's kind of underrated. Like, Obviously, she had a few hits, and then probably what Batman and Robin killed her off. Unfortunately, mm. um, you know she went skyrocketed after this, and then got killed off straight away with Batman and Robin, and everyone else who went down with it. But she was excellent in this, yeah, and very a very aware performance. Do you know what I mean? She's yeah, like super you know, she's mature. Great. Yeah, very smart, very very smart performance, and I get all that, and I like I said, I respect it, but I just feel like I'm not. For some reason, it just, it's, I don't know, just doesn't hit, just doesn't it, hit on it me. It is an interesting thing about the original cast as well, actually. Paul Rudd, how has Paul Rudd not aged in 25 years? What's that <laughs> the about? In, the internet loves talking about this, don't they? Yeah, yeah, don't, like, don't be jealous. What's your problem? He basically look looks the same as Ant-Man, doesn't he? Like, yeah. doesn't he? <laughs> I, Bizarre. I think Paul Rudd in this movie, like I'm not the biggest Paul Rudd fan, as I think I've said a couple of times on this, but Paul Rudd <laughs> is playing the character that I expect Paul Rudd to be in actual real life. Like yeah. just dull, disapproving, and whose only real quality <laughs> in life is to be background wallpaper so that other people can look good. Like he does that brilliantly. What, what listen, is your listeners, if you with want Paul to, Rudd? if yeah. you want to turn off now, listeners, this is your chance. Your like, John's got about another ten minutes of this. Yeah, go on, John, let loose. Yeah, go on. But it's like he's great. He's really good in Friends, and he's really yeah. And in, in, in his backup role as wallpaper, so the other characters can look good. <laughs> Okay, well, look, there's a lot for listeners to uh, grasp onto there. Let's move it on. So we've got to come up with a sequel. So um, at the end of it, Cher finally gets with uh, Josh. Well, they, they certainly looks like it's going to happen that way. Although, is the future certain? That is the question mark that hangs over this film. So who wants to kick things off with Clueless 2? 
Well, I kind of thought um, really basic level, like obviously it feels like you could really make a statement on the youth of today. Um, it's almost easier in a way, like with, um, you know, Instagram and all that kind of jazz. So, you know, a straight up update. I, but I put Paul Rudd and Cher. What's Paul Rudd's character name? Josh. Josh. Um, I put them like sort of living in the uh, the mansion, the Beverly Hills mansion, the Bel Air sort of mansion. And they've got a new son and daughter and it's like you know just revamp clueless 2021 you know so put- i uh, that's that's very similar to what i've got but Pretty i easy actually, though, isn't I, it? well no i think what i th- i actually have an idea which i really really like okay cool which is clueless too same setup as what you've just said they they're now the parents um but you do, you do a different adaptation of a Jane Austen novel. You do Pride and Prejudice, where she's become like Mrs. Bennet. She, they've, she's now got five children that are, you know, of college age, uh, well, five they, daughters. This is good. Um, and you just tell a different story, but but with the clueless sort of like, you know, Hollywood... Uh, the vehicle. Bel Air framing and then, and, and, you know, similar themes, but mm. you tell the Pride and Prejudice story instead. Yeah, I I mean, I... I uh, so I also had her... So I had her as like... So it's like the age that like that Alicia Silverstone is now. So she's like 40-odd or whatever. Uh, or, or the age that the characters would be, sorry. Um, be like 40-odd. And yeah, I had her as like this influencer soccer mum um and she but she's just like promoting shit like being just like she'll just fucking promote whatever and it's just like selling shit on their instagram that she doesn't know what the fuck it is um but she's kind of like you know at the end of the film like at the end of the first film she's supposedly like kind of seen that it's what's inside that counts and whatever but she's like relapsed back into her old way she spunked all of her dad's inheritance that she's got like up the wall when she's massively in debt and josh is a lawyer this environmental lawyer that they talk about in the first film and he's not yeah. making any money so but she needs to keep up her lavish lifestyle she needs to still be seen by her beverly hills chums as being you know the socialite this rich girl um and maybe like she pulls a, a, a winona and gets caught like stealing some fa- fancy shit from a shop and that like makes her hit rock bottom so she decides that she becomes like the drug dealer for the for the beverly hills elite and she's just dealing like you know the pimp drugs like the shit that's like 50 percent chance you're going to shit yourself later like the great <laughs> stuff uh, and she's selling that on she's selling that like on uh, you know in secret without josh knowing what you mean okay. like you mean like the top end drugs she she becomes the the, de- the dealer for the the um just that Bel Air market. Exactly, yeah. Like she's only got like say ten clients, but her clients give her just like fuck loads of cash. You know when Joe finished his Pride and Prejudice idea, you actually started you're like, Yeah, not too far from my idea actually. And then you went <laughs> then you went into fucking drug law territory. Yeah. Yeah, but, but we can still do the Pride and Prejudice one, but she's just like a Mate, after I, after pulling a Winona. I love I, that expression, John. That's very that's very good. I think um, better than pulling a Gibson, isn't it? Mel Gibson. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Police pull her over. Um, No, so I think um, we go for a combination of your two. So maybe in the, just John's is the sort of subplot for Silverstone in the background, but the Pride and Prejudice storyline is the high school sort of storyline, you know? Yeah, I like, uh, but I like the idea that um, she, he's not earning too much money because he's an environmental lawyer. Her, lifestyle needs to be kept up and and you know she she's the same character that she was in the first film which is that she has become accustomed to the you know more expensive things in life um 
she's got five she's got five daughters to support so she she reverts back into sort of matchmaking mode trying to matchmake for her daughters which is the which is the story or the start of the story of pride and prejudice there's going to be some interesting uh yeah absolutely and i think um where the first one has concentrated on on Cher's need for new clothes to be the in girl I think we can have some interesting varying relationships with their daughter. Maybe one could be an exact carbon copy of Cher who she moulds into her exact image, even down to, oh, you can wear this. This was great in the 90s. Way through to the disgruntled, I don't care about social media. Who are you? You're not real. Keep it real. And they're in many ways going to be varying degrees of their parents, aren't they? Where Cher mm. is reliant on being the it girl, where Josh is reliant on, you know, the environmental affairs. And then someone in between who is just looking, like the, almost like the middle child looking around like, you're all idiots. So you the know. different kids are like different stereos. So it's like you've got the skater one and you've got like the yeah. the it one and you've got like the goth one. And yeah. You've got like... Well, well, hang on. Aren't there, um, you know, moulds from Pride and Prejudice that we f- want to follow? So the lead the lead one will be, is it Elizabeth Banks? Yeah, it's Lizzie. Lizzie Liz- ben- yeah. Lizzie Ben. So, um, so she's the one that's more like her father. Um, she's sort of the middle ground. There's a really studious one as well, right? Yeah, so like there's the old the older daughter whose name I can't remember. Um, she's like the the sort of you know just the normal one. Uh, then there's Elizabeth so Bennett, who's more like the father, and then there's the younger one, Lydia, who's like the wild, uh, you know, yeah, crazy so one. She can so be like the party animal. Lydia's the goth party animal stoner. Rebel, Elizabeth rebel. is like the one always going to like environmental protests and like tying herself to trees and shit. And the normal one, <laughs> the, the copy of Cher. Yeah, like it. Okay, good. We got there. Love that. There's, there's, okay. a, there's a few more daughters that we can't remember right now, isn't there? But let's go with those three. Well, we'll for come now. on to yeah, it. I think yeah. the, the most important thing is we've got the range of characters. So I think yeah, the essence of the film is: are we going to focus on is Cher going to be in touch? with today's kids or is she going to be out of touch? Is she, and if she is in touch, is it going to be so bad that it's embarrassing? Yeah. You know I, mean? I think it's got to be one of those tragic things where like she thinks she's in touch, but mm. like she just isn't like she's nowhere close to being in touch. But she can see right. the oldest daughter who's like a lot like Cher was when she was her age. She can see the error of her ways a little bit. And that's quite difficult for her as well. She probably tries to steer her in a better direction, but, um, but you know, obviously that gets rejected. Paul Rudd would probably stand up as well, you know, like his um, This Is 40 knocked up kind of role. He he plays the sort of um, the dad quite well in that in that situation, doesn't yeah, he? You know, yeah, like yeah. His, well, uh, I'm somewhat with John on this, which is that Paul Rudd plays Paul Rudd because he, <laughs> he kind of can't do anything else. No, he's not an actor, is he? He just he's does not really. that same thing every time. He just plays Paul Rudd. I he's given a, a script, he's given lines, Even and, he's, in and Ant-Man, he says them. He's just Paul Rudd. It's like, yeah. what? <laughs> still still going. Okay. I wish anyone, I wish everyone listening could see John's face. <laughs> oh. Just really can't really not getting this, John. It's, it's is he? He's like, what the thing. hell is the deal with Paul Rudd? Okay, so we've covered off uh, Josh and Cher's characters. Fantastic. What's happening with Dion? Anything there going on there? Well, Dion and Ty, I mean, Brittany Murphy, rest in peace, obviously. Um, the Ty character is more difficult than the Dion character to involve here. Um, I don't know. Like, what happens? Does Cher have friends? I guess she still has friends. I like the idea of them still being, uh, you know, she's this soccer mum kind of thing that they still, you know, live in the same neighbourhood. and Yeah, they've got, they've got like got- neighbouring mansions. 
in the Hollywood Hills, you know, they're neighbours still. They're trying you've to like out-garish each other. And you get yeah, a little cameo yeah. from the teachers who live, you know, down the road and they're still happily married. Oh, yeah. They give him a wave as they drive by in the Jeep. But I think that there needs to be some pressure on Cher to be as good as her neighbours so we can introduce a new neighbour couple that move in super rich, super elite, super vacuous. Well, this, yeah. is, where, Maybe. Well, this is where Bingley and um, Darcy come in, right? And and they, they, they move to the neighbourhood, incredibly rich. Um, Cher tries to match make one of her daughters off with them and then... Beauty, you know, yeah, yeah. like sickeningly rich and sort of like moral compass focused, or or supposedly anyway. I'm thinking like George Clooney. <laughs> okay, the and our teenage Mister Darcy is comes across at first as an asshole, like, as an asshole, smug asshole. But gradually, as we break him down, um, as Lizzie breaks him down or discovers that he's he's actually a decent man and he's um and you know that's that that's the happy ending when they finally get together yeah. at, at prom yeah exactly that and this is, these are the kind of couple <laughs> that are going to be doing fundraisers there's a lot of fundraisers mm. going on selling the most v- ridiculous trinkets no one needs like yeah. i've made a, a unicorn sponge well yeah of- like homemade <laughs> candles and like homemade exactly. bath bombs and shit it's a crystal it's a stone it's a crystal exactly that and it's five thousand pounds so a lot of fundraisers <laughs> all right well that's good so i think the general environment is coming together and that the story is just nicely playing out itself good spot joe on the pride and prejudice so let's start talking Cast. I mean, I think we've covered off some of the original cast, and I think essentially we're, we're bringing that vehicle back, aren't we? Yeah. So we are going to need some kids. We are going to need neighbours. You know, who wants to kick things off? Do you want to cover the children first? And well, and what can I can I start? Are the children the main characters then? And Cher and uh, Josh are like the, the the overseeing supporting cast. Yeah, I think so. You move it on. Um, it doesn't need... I think Cher needs to be in it and she needs to be in it um, it's a deep, you know, quite a she, lot. She needs to be a presence, but I think that the, the main story becomes the, the, the children's story. She's in mm. it. No, but if we involve the, the like the Darcy's moving next door, she can be in it a lot as well, right? Yeah. So we bring it... We bring, maybe bring it slightly more to the home and out the school to get Silverstone in it more because I think it would be good to have her back a lot. Like she's... Let's put it like this. She's in it a lot more than Cher's dad is in the original. Yes, and you can yeah, say yeah, 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 what yeah. you could say is that Cher. Um, I don't know. She's like what? What do you call those? Like parent um, board people in in like American high schools yeah, good, and stuff. Good shit. Yeah, yeah. She's like, she's shit. on the board, so she's involved in school because she's. I don't know. Maybe she's responsible for like fundraising for prom or whatever it is. So she's in it quite a lot throughout yeah. the film. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay. Great idea. Maybe she's just seen in school too often. Mum, what are you doing Yeah, here? yeah. She's never yeah, let go yeah. of like high school and, you know, Love being that, that close to it. Yeah. Okay, so let's start talking kid cast. Uh, kid cast? Uh, kid, kid cast. Well, I, I got one. <laughs> Young that's, cast. That's why, I kick, that's why I kicked it off. So they're like 18 again, yeah? Yeah. Or six, yeah. 16 they're supposed to be in the film, aren't they, in the first film? I'm going to put a name out there. Billie Eilish. Wow. That's like the rebellious one. Exactly. Is she an actress? I thought she was a... This is her break. This uh, will be her break. Right, okay. You've decided. You've decided. (laughs) (laughs) This is her break. (laughs) Her character and all of her songs and who she is and who she embodies, she's she's exactly that generation who is just not 
who's just so in it, but again, so not caring about being in it and so ambivalent. It's, she's brilliant. I think she'd be absolutely sweet for this. That's mm. my pitch. She puts a lot of hard work into not caring. Who's this for? So this is for like Liz, you, Lizzie, mate. is it? This is for the <laughs> this is for the Elizabeth Bennett type character, yeah, the, the, yeah. the the slightly uh, more down to earth daughter. Yeah. Well, uh, no, 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 well Billie tell- Eilish should play like the rebellious one, shouldn't she? She like the more. Yeah, the more... She, yeah, she should. She should yeah, play she's um, Lydia, the, cra- okay. the the wild one. Yeah, I tell you what, the, the ages might not match up, but a, a, a high school movie I watched recently that really, really impressed me was Eighth Grade which is yeah. direct, written and directed by Bo Burnham, an actor. Really recommend seeking it out. Superb film by A, um, A24, they, who seem to just hit home run after home run, right? But um, They do. Uh, Elsie Fisher is the lead actress in that. And she it, it's eighth grade. Is she, is she she's a bit, bit from young. Booksmart? No, no. She, no, it's like, well, I don't see her in particularly anything else apart from um, eighth grade, which I is up there with Booksmart, I tell you. It's excellent. Mm. Um, she'd be she'd be a great fit somewhere. Yeah, definitely. She's seventeen. Perfect. She's done a lot of animations: Despicable Me, Adam's Family, Minions. So, um, she's, uh, yeah, she's, she's very, quite, very tell- straight as well, Joe. So she might be a good um, Lizzie. Um, I had one one more to throw into the ring, which is quite meta. But uh, Anya Taylor Joy just played Emma in Emma, so that's fun. She's good. Queen's Ooh, Gambit, thought- amazing. Uh, so yeah. bring, bring her in as the Lizzie character could be quite fun. That, I tell you what, that would be good for the box office after the the, the success of the Queen's Gambit, which I agree was outstanding. I loved it. I yeah. absolutely loved it. I loved her, but isn't she a bit older? Uh, they can all play young guys, yeah, can't you know, they? Yeah, Stacey Dash, Stacey Dash, Dion was ten years older than the other two. Well, I tell you what, like in the nineties, like the cast of Scream, like they're all like yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. I, don't know, Any, I don't know many young actresses. So well, let's face it. Like gonna, Maisie, Maisie Williams. Yeah, let, look, we're going to need a casting director to come on to help us on this, maybe a little bit. Otherwise, we're just going to be stuck with old Timothy Chalamet again. And, <laughs> uh, but, but, but don't joke, he would be a fantastic Darcy. It, he would be a good Darcy. <laughs> and, and John, your point, Maisie Williams would smash it. So um, let's talk about Neighbours, the Darcy character, you know, the, the, the woman that maybe Cher needs to look up to and beat socially. Who are we going to go with? What are you thinking? I was going to say Kidman, but she's a bit old, isn't she? Well, great though. Always welcome. Nicole, (laughs) in one of our films. Always welcome. She plays it with that menacing edge. Do you know what Mm. I mean? Like threat. Oh, I'll tell you what would be great, actually. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, at least she still doesn't look kind of alike as well. I mean, what about old Jennifer Aniston? I don't. I don't think Jennifer Aniston's got like the right sort of like air of like acting royalty though. Like I think the the character moving next door really need to be like you know, well, in in the audience's eyes like the tier tier yeah. one. So have you all have you all watched Big Little Lies TV show? Well, I was going to say yeah. we, we basically, basically we bring in the cast of Big Little Lies. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the parents Nicole, in that. Yeah, you've got. Um, so who is that? That's um, Laura Dern, isn't it? She's the other, the yeah, third she, one. She's yeah, she's one of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bring in that cast as the sort of really rich sort of, you know. With George Clooney as the husband? Sure. Why has <laughs> Clooney got to be in it? Don't ask. He's just happy. Just um, I'd happy. like to see Donald Faison back. We'll shout out. I, I, mm. I've met him a few times. I worked with him on the... Kick, oh, God, here we go. Kick 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 name Donald. <laughs> just, name, just pick that name up off the floor. Yeah, my mate yeah. Donald. Yeah, oh, yeah, Donnie, he'll do it. He'll do it because of you, won't he? Yeah, I've, got, I've got his number, mate. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, look, that's covered off on the cast. Some good ideas then. What's it called, guys? 
be really cool if we could find like a Pride and Prejudice S name. But uh, they didn't do that with the original. They no. They get Emma into it. So no. I suppose we don't have to do that. Um, well, clueless. I mean, the question is, has Cher gained any and more understanding about the world? Is she still clueless or, you know... Well, who is the clue? Yeah, well, who is the clueless character in this? Because if her daughters and the main the main characters are not clueless, then what's clueless about? I think it's everyone else. I think it could be everyone looking in and them essentially living their life around other people's cluelessness. Mm. (laughs) Cluelessness. Um, I'm not going with cluelessness. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What about the? What about the sort of? make it current and you, you go for one of those the year titles like Clueless 2022 or Clueless 2021 um, what about yeah, or like cool. you know play with the 90210 kind of thing I don't know I'm just coming Clueless up 90210 <laughs> it's a terrible idea <laughs> <laughs> what am I t- literally just thinking out loud clue here. number which number are we going to go clue nine uh, Joe any ideas uh, I don't know about Clueless 2021. That seems... Lazy? <laughs> well, yeah. And also just immediately dates it. I know, yeah. It's just, oh, no, it's just January weird. 1st. Just, just weird to put the, the year that it was made uh, <laughs> was just, just after, like... the, after the name of the film. It's just really yeah, and, then, and then on IMDb, it's going to be Clueless 2021, brackets 2021. Just Look. so weird. Like Gladiator 2000. Look, it's just Look. weird. Gladiator 2000. It's like a okay. sci-fi version. Is it is it too crazy to come up with like using the whole thesaurus, oblivious, you know, some take playing a play on clueless, you know? What comes up in the in the thesaurus? Oblivious, unaware, clueless? unmindful, insensible, ignorant, unobservant. Right, there imagine you that. go. There you go. Ignorant. I was gonna say imagine calling it ignorant. <laughs> the, the, the much anticipated sequel to Clueless is finally has a name, ignorant. <laughs> Brilliant. So, so fancy. Baby. How did they come up with that? <laughs> <Ignorant>. <laughs> Sorry. We're going with ignorant. Um, <laughs> Can we just apologise to Olivia? Sorry, what about Olivia, playing on the Mulholland Drive? Again, I'm sure this is going to go down in flames. I've been doing well on the title so far. I've got absolutely mm. battered You're by smashing you. smashing it, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely pasted by you. But Mulholland Drive, you know, like, I don't know, just play with it a little bit like with the setting clueless boulevard clueless i don't know i'm just and then you've got the i don't know yeah that's not too bad i get why that sounds good um but i think the area she inhabits is is it beverly hills that she lives in yeah 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 so what about just clueless beverly hills yeah I mean, yeah. I mean Beverly Hills. La- lazy, but fine better than anything well, else you can see the title with. clueless and then the beverly hills sign underneath it yeah, yeah, and then Michelle. I suppose, but we to make sense, you'd have to have a character called Beverly. So maybe right. her daughter can be Beverly. Lizzie's character oh. is Beverly, and the next door neighbours that move in aren't Darcy. Their name is Hills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I and love she, that. And she get yeah, and she they, when, so they get mar- and when they get married at East Lake, I now, pro- I now pronounce you Beverly Hills. That is, that <laughs> is awesome. That's awesome. Do Cher that. would be so happy with that. I she love would. that. Okay, director, who's directing this? Uh, heckling again? I, I think so. Yeah, she's still working. She just hasn't done a film in a long time. She, she does, a lot, does, of TV. Yeah. does a lot of telev- television. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh, that, that Red Oaks TV show, little shout out. Uh, it's on Amazon. Watch it's it. Awesome. It's by, by yeah, Amy it's Heckling. It's very funny. It's very funny. Oh, okay. okay, that's okay. fantastic. Yeah, it'd be so really good got... to see her back, wouldn't it? Like, um, I mean, like I said, Olivia Wilde and stuff was, would be a, a choice if you're going for someone new, but um, I'd like to see Heckling back, yeah. And right, and penning it as well, right? She's, Amber, she's, yeah, yeah, correct, yeah, correct. Yeah. 
Nice. Okay, so we've got a plot. We've got a cast. We've got a title. We've got a director. We need a pitch. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll have a go at it. Okay. All right, um, Joe. Here he comes. Hit it. Okay, 25 years later, or 26 years later, we have the sequel to Clueless called Clueless Beverly Hills, uh, focusing around Cher, who has now got five children um, in the Hollywood Hills, um, has become, you know, accustomed to a lifestyle, as you'd expect, that she actually can't really afford anymore. Um, And the reason for that is she's got five children. Um, She's married to Paul Rudd, who (laughs) is an environmental... um, lawyer who who sort of takes you know uh uh jobs for free uh in order to help people so that so the money's not coming in quite as much anymore and she's slipping back into um uh, her old ways of sort of matchmaking and trying to uh ensure uh, a future for her daughters um one of which called beverly uh who is a bit more sort of free-spirited than the others um, and sort of kicks against, like, you know, this matchmaking formality of, of her mum. Falls in love with, uh, what are we calling him? Dar- Darcy Hills. Darcy Hills, uh, <laughs> an incredibly wealthy uh, but slightly arrogant um, man who moves in uh, to the mansion next door. Um, Cut the slow by shot of Timothy Chalamet in a roll next <laughs> down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he wouldn't walk. It's like an amazing car. <laughs> romance ensues. It's a turbulent journey to prom, which is orchestrated by Cher, played by Olivia, uh, Alicia Silverstone. Again, um, all her friends are back. Uh, it's funny. What else have we got? <laughs> That's the list. It's funny. It's funny. It's, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> It's funny, it's relevant, uh, it's... It's a fable for our times. It's based on Pride and Prejudice. It's based on Pride and Prejudice and And the the story there. And it's called... Well, and it's directed by Amy Heckling. um, Produced by Tina Fey. I don't know why throwing that in there at the end. (laughs) And it's called... uh, And it's called Beverly Hills. Clueless Beverly Hills. Well, God, we got there. Well done, Joe. (laughs) Nice one, mate. Well, you heard it here first. Clueless Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills Clueless. Whichever way you look at it, uh, we got there in the end. So thanks, Olivia. Great request. I hope we didn't murder your favourite film too much. Uh, And come on, guys, as ever, what would you have done differently? Uh, No doubt, everything. Hit us up on Twitter. Any more requests? We love a request, so get them in. And uh, we will see you next time. Cheers, guys.